Thank you so much, my sister Ellen. Good evening, everyone, and praise the Lord. It's a great joy that I am privileged to share with us this evening. And I want to thank God for each one of you that has made it possible, has made it to be able to join in. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful that you have brought us together after a long day. Thank you, King of Glory, for watching over us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit's leading, reminding us of our obligation, the call upon our lives to witness. Lord, we ask you to have mercy upon us when we have lived in comfort zone for fear of being persecuted. Thank you for your servants, the apostles who went through persecution but did not give up. So, Lord God Almighty, I pray as we share this evening, may you speak through me, use me as a vessel, silence all voices within and without, that we shall be able to hear you loud and clear. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for your prayers. I know you have continuously prayed for us, especially as I have been. And I'm still on leave, but I have been in Kamoli, as they say. And I want to thank God for the ministry that is going on. Um, the price of being a witness. I, I thought it was such an appropriate topic for me to share because I am just fresh with the life experience coming from a place where the Lord sent us last week. Uh, last week, for the whole of last week, starting from the other previous week, we spent about five days praying and fasting, meeting together as a team of missionaries preparing to go in the field. But one thing that God put on my heart strongly, he kept speaking to me, that I am sending you as a sheep among the wolves. And that drove me to pray, it drove us to pray, and we prayed honestly. And friends, I want to tell you, we encountered the wolves <laughs> during the mission, but God granted us victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We had a successful mission back home in Hoima, and we were able to do God's work, work. And as I speak shortly before I logged on, I received a call that 10 people were able to meet for a follow-up program. And that was a discipleship training going on. Uh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want, I want to believe that um, God is going to win and expand, extend his kingdom, starting from our Jerusalem. That was actually an assignment that we have been so much in Samaria, Judea, and the rest of the world. But God wanted me this same round to return home to my Jerusalem. And I want to believe God for a continuous growth of his kingdom, as many people will be uh, receiving Christ as time goes on. So... The price of being a witness, I think uh, uh, Professor Joanne did us very good this morning. Uh, but one thing I want to borrow from her, one or two, uh, uh, from her sharing, 
she made a she made a statement that 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 really caused me to smile and i said by the way that is very true when she said that um believers not filled with the holy spirit are like a vehicle without fuel that needs to be pushed because of lack of fuel i i, I very quickly thought about a fuel which has no the vehicle which has no fuel that needs being pushed but it was so it amused me to think about uh, christians that are not filled with the Holy Spirit. They are pushed in every way. You tell them, read the scripture, they will complain. And read the Bible, they, they will tell them, prayer is necessary, you must pray. They look at you as an enemy. But anyway, we, we, we have to keep praying for them and uh, trust the Holy Spirit to push them out of their comfort. Okay. Um, Witnessing. Witnessing, I looked at it, um, just uh, building on what Professor Joan uh, shared with us. I looked at the word witness or witnessing or to witness. Uh, uh, I focused on winning souls for Christ or winning someone for Christ. And friends, you and me who are in Christ Jesus, God has called us first and foremost to himself to know him fully well so that he can send us. He has sent us out to go and witness for Jesus Christ so that we may win many to his kingdom. Uh, we need to be missionary minded. Wherever we are, whatever we are doing, we must be thinking, whom have I brought to Christ? I, I, I was reminded, I'm reminded of those, my early years of salvation, a gentleman, many of you might have known a man called Uncle Amos. We called him Uncle Amos, but he's Mr. Amos Vazali. Every time he met us, he asked each one of us, when did you last witness? When did you last bring someone to Christ? So it put me on one kenke that every time you had to make sure you are prepared, you have to give an answer and tell him yesterday I won a soul, today I shared a gospel and someone didn't either come to Christ or something of that sort. So friends, wherever we are as children of God, we need to know that we are ambassadors meant to light in the world for all to see the light of Christ and be able to come to him as we witness for him. And what do we witness What's with our focus? Witnessing focuses on the meaning of Christ's life, death, and his resurrection. His saving power uh, by the power in the, of the Holy Spirit. We cannot witness in our own strength. We cannot do it in our own wisdom because we see even many that seemed to know uh, from our reading, the men that knew the law did not understand these things. That's why they, they had all the courage to fight against um the apostles and uh, what is interesting when when um, we look at the scriptures what our sister read when they were questioning and asking them why they why they do what they are doing by the way the context of peter and john uh, being accused and arrested it comes from chapter three where we all know how they healed this lame lame man the beggar that was at the beautiful temple, seated at the entrance of the beautiful temple that they healed. And it was from that ground that these men were accusing Paul, Peter, I beg your pardon, Peter and John for preaching and, and healing. Can you imagine accusing them for doing what is good? But what catches my attention is 
verse 8, verse 8, when they were asked that, by what power or what name did you do this? Verse 8, Peter quickly answered him. Was, of course, you know Peter. His answers are, on, you know, instant. He said, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, said it to them. Now, I don't want to go into the details what he said to them. My concern here is that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Friends, we have got to be sure to work hard to make sure that we ask God continuously to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Because I guarantee you that threats are so many. The, the people whom you expect to be knowing the things of God first are the first to attack you by what power, what authority that you have. Now, I'll tell you, friends, I know at some point I have faltered, I have failed. And um, my sister challenged me the other time when uh, we were there and he, she asked me, eh, Florence, that statement you have given this person, are you sure she's going to continue coming? <laughs> because I, I, you know you, okay, uh, this is for the glory of God. We carried a food basket for these people. And you have given someone, every family you've given a basket. And this person finds her way to come for an extra without my knowledge, but comes to report herself and says, oh, Reverend, I, mine, mine was lacking A, B, C, D. I only got this portion. I didn't get what was in the others. Then I asked her, how did you know what was in the others? Besides, your family head had taken. So uh, you, you see, without the Holy Spirit helping us to be alert to know what to say, we are, we are prone to, to, to lose it. But thank God when you have the Holy Spirit, he, he, he kind of, he rep, he helps you, he reminds you to remain humble. Whatever Peter and John were able to do were on the basis that they were filled by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So we needed to be filled the Holy Spirit because when you have the Holy Spirit, friends, it is very easy for you to recognize sin. But without or in the absence of the Holy Spirit, even if you are told by your own fr close friends that, brother, walk right here, you are not right. You, you'll turn up angry and you say you are after me, you're chasing me. Even when the Holy Spirit speaks to a person, uh, maybe uh, uh, reminding him or convicting him of sin, this person ends up saying that you people are attacking me. We need the Holy Spirit every other season, every moment, friends. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives on a daily basis. Uh, we know as Christians, as Christians, we must be witnessing at all times. In our conduct, in our lifestyle, in, in our speeches, in everything around us, that when someone looks at you and looks at me, is able to pick something and say, this one is of the Lord. Um, somebody made a statement when we were at the crusade uh, at home after door to door in the morning, then in the, in the evening, someone made a, a statement and said, for God's sake, you have already preached the gospel, even if you do not speak a word. Because even if these people have, have come because of what is in the hand, no, it's an opportunity for the word to be shared. And so 
we we preach the gospel in every other area praise the lord uh, our witnessing friends must be completely controlled and dependent on the leading of that power that i'm talking about without that power of the holy spirit we can do nothing totally and completely nothing it is that power of the holy spirit in us that gives us the courage to stand and be able to to speak out for christ and just for us to remember that for you as a witness to be able and to be able to witness you you must avail yourself and and, and look at yourself as as uh, god's hand as god's tool to be used to reach out and this will cause you to realize that you are a matter for christ uh, jesus has not called us for for easy life easy things come receive come receive miracles and and you get this and that you want healing you come to jesus christ which is actually the gospel that is preached today someone called it the cheap gospel we have cheapened the gospel so much that we have focused people to think about christ and quickly they think about healing they think about miracles they think about having a husband a wife and we fail to realize that actually jesus is calling us to suffer with him in a sense in quotes think about the matters think about the matters think about the apostles think about the kind of death they died who is willing today to be told come come to christ and die for christ and by the way we're not going to die but i mean think about paul think about the kind of death that he 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 died paul was beheaded what about peter peter was crucified upside down stephen was stoned and and i mean the list goes on and on we know that out of them it is only john that died a natural death but even after going through a lot of persecution a lot of pain at the times he was thrown in in a, a boiling cooking oil boiling oil in that drum even if he was he was not um even if he died a, a natural death no one wants to go through what he went through praise the lord but what about the matters today we talk about to namugongo those died here in uganda there are so many friends so i pray that the lord fills us with the holy spirit so that we cease to look for christ in terms of material things in terms of miracles in terms of the things that we want to achieve shall we remember that as witnesses a witness for christ becomes a matter you are a matter though you are not going to die the kind of death these guys died but you need to know we need to know that we are called to suffer for Christ that many will be able to see Christ in us and they turn it to him what happened when these guys suffered even their own enemies they were afraid of releasing them they were afraid they could not imagine sending them out i mean uh, 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 they could not they could not harm them because of the many who had believed they feared they feared because they knew the people were going to to riot they could do something against them so friends i want to encourage us that 
when you are a, a believer, a Christian, a child of God, you are called to witness. It's not for easy, easy stuff. Besides, we know uh, John writing to the Revelations, he said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lambs and to death. The challenge today we have is that we are so much self-centered. We are looking at so many things in Funiramuwa. How do I benefit if I lose this? If I give up such a, if I give up something for the sake of winning a soul, I mean in Zimbabwe, how do I benefit myself? We cease to see how does Christ benefit and we focus on ourselves, on ourselves. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Verse 18 to 20. Let's read it together. What does it say? Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? These guys have performed miracles. Have People have come to the Lord. They have given their lives to Jesus Christ. And, and, and these men are coming. The priests, the priests are, are telling them, you know what? Now let's strike a deal. If we are to release you go free, to go free, please don't speak in this name. Oh my goodness, how many today would say hallelujah? I'm going to stop speaking about this name. I know there are so many because there are so many petty, petty, petty things that have caused us to compromise and we have given up on the Lord. To, you, you find people that compromise and give up on preaching than, in, in the name of Jesus by denying Christ. And how do they deny Christ? Telling a lie telling a lie for God's sake, offer something that is not going to kill you. Somebody is in a taxi and for God's sake, he's just in, in one day and he's telling a person, you know what? I am in ginger. And, and you ask yourself, is this a believer? What benefit is there for this person to tell a lie? By the way, by so doing, someone thinks that it is a mere lie, but by that act, gives the power and 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 the um gives the power to the devil to the devil to rejoice and know that yes we have won this soul and the poor christian is thinking that ah, i have managed i have just sinned against this person i have a friend she a friend yes she's a friend i i rebuked this person over some area of not walking straight with the lord and of course me i thought i had been of help to this sister of mine I had, you know, um, walked in the light and helped her know that what she was doing was not right. And guess what? After a few months, we meet in a taxi. Actually, we're in a park uh, some years back. So I get in a bus, the buses that go to Ntinda, I get in the bus. As I entered in the bus, I realized that she was seated in front. And I know she's a sister in the Lord and she's born again. So I went and sat right at the back. So, but I wanted to have a chat and conversation with her, know where she's going. I mean, whether we can meet. So I called her from the back. I said, oh, long time. Where are you? Where are you going? She said, ah, I'm in town. I'm on, on I think she said I'm on Nkrumah Road. I said, wait a minute. Are you in the town? She said, yes, I'm on Nkrumah Road. I said, can I meet you? Because I'm also in town. 
She said, ah, no, 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 you can't meet me because I'm, I'm busy. I said, okay, can I wait for you in Tinder? Me, I'm going to Tinder. No, you can't wait for me. I said, please, I want to have a cup of tea with you. She lied. And let me tell you, friends, we, we stepped out of the bus together at Tinder stage. And I asked her, my sister, what made you tell this lie? Oh, I'm sorry, Florence, forgive me. I'm sorry. I said, why? Okay, okay, let's go for a cup of tea. I'm the one to pay. I said, no, 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 it's okay. Continue with what you're doing. But deep inside me, I felt sad how we are betraying Christ at the, I mean, think about it, friends. You are thinking that I'm just telling this lie, but in actual sense, you are denying Christ. You are betraying him. You are denying him and you're giving the devil the strength, you're giving the devil power to show that, yes, she is on our side. Well, I prayed for her and she repented and confessed. And that is now history. Praise the Lord. These guys were told not to preach in that name anymore. But what did Peter say? Peter and John replied, which is right in God's sight? Uh, I beg your pardon, yes. Which is right, which is right in God's eyes to listen it to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Friends, you have heard the gospel. You have seen the power of Christ. If you think you haven't seen the miracles, think about the miracle of being forgiven. By the way, there's no greater miracle than knowing that your sins are forgiven and Christ dwells right on the inside of you. That is the number one miracle. So many people out there don't have the, have, have not yet uh, embraced the grace. You think about the streets, I, uh, the, the, the sisters on the streets, they are blind. I, I, since I got to appreciate the grace that, how the, the much grace God has given me and how He saved me, I started to, to pray for them. When I see them, I, I sympathize with them. Why? Because their eyes are blindfolded. The Bible says that the king of this age has blinded their, their eyes that they cannot see. They can't see. So for you and me who are in Christ, friends, that's a miracle that God of all the millions who are out there languishing, Christ chose to forgive me. Anyway, if you're like me, that you, you appreciate where he picked you. If you are like me who was in darkness, in deep filthiness, I mean, you can never take it for granted. That is a miracle that it is me, Florence, from that from that pit where Christ picked me, it's a miracle. So for you and me who have seen Christ, you have heard his voice, you have experienced his love, you cannot afford it compromise. Remember these men, they could only kill the flesh if anyway they were to kill them, but they could not kill the soul. Praise the Lord. So Peter and John were bold enough in their witness for Christ. And what enabled them to have this boldness? They prayed. If you run with me to verse 29, verse 29 says, uh, we are in chapter 4, verse 29 says, that now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants. And um, uh, but let me pick it from verse 28. 
They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. They prayed for this boldness. Let me tell you, friends, I have always uh, felt small when it comes to preaching back home in my church. Even when we were going for a mission, I made sure I got preachers, not me. But we prayed, and I really prayed for boldness. You know, when you're at home, they keep looking at you as a child. They remember how you walk to school barefooted or you put on those stones, you know. But when we prayed uh, uh, and we were in the service, the moment, uh, the, the, of course, the reverend, the, the, the vicar invited me to introduce the missionaries. I do not know. I just saw God fill me with the Holy Spirit and led me to speak. Friends, I just realized that when the Holy Spirit falls upon me, I have always known this, of course, and you know that, that when the Holy Spirit is upon you, you do not fear, you do not mind what is around you, don't care the circumstances, praise the Lord. So Peter had prayed for boldness. How I pray that someone tonight will, will pray for boldness. I know sometimes you want to, to stand out and share your testimony, but you feel that the, the devil lying to you. Oh, look at the people who are looking at you. Sometimes you think, I am just a cleaner. I am just, uh, you know, um, even when you're a boss, I am just, you know, simple. How can I face my boss? I'm just, you are not just friends. Every child of God called to by Christ witness for him. You are a minister of the gospel. Praise the Lord. Will you look at yourself as a minister and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and give you that boldness so that you are able to speak and let the people hear the gospel. Praise the Lord. Of course, there will always be resistance. It is not a journey, a smooth journey, not at all. But I want to tell you, God will give you the courage and strength if you pray and ask him for the Holy Spirit. Friends, many times we, we, we give in to fear of physical persecution. We give in to fear of personal harm. There can also be a fear of mockery. These friends, my peers, my, you know, how would they hear me share the gospel? How they tell, I mean, how can I stand before them? Or you, you even fear of, or the, for the loss of prestige or your position. And you tell yourself with my position, how can I stand and tell people that I am, I am a believer and I witness for Christ. Thank God for the president of Kenya. Thank God for that servant of man. I pray that many presidents will copy from him and gain boldness and give their lives for Christ and will not fear to witness for him. Yeah, there are so many, so many things that come to hinder people from witnessing for Christ. And they cause them to fear, they cause them to feel they can they are not good enough, they cause them to think the devil, especially the devil, keeps reminding you of your past mistakes. The devil reminds you of what you did last year. Let me tell you, I've, I've been telling people that don't worry what you have been doing until the time this time you have given your life to Christ. 
God has already erased all your filthiness. No matter how much the devil will remind you, be sure that God has forgotten. He doesn't keep any record of wrong. But the devil who is the accuser of believers, he stands to pick out those things and causes, uses them to condemn you to feel to feel uh, not good enough, to feel that you cannot witness, to feel that you cannot testify. But my brothers and my sisters, I want to tell you, all this, the fear that comes to hinder you from sharing the gospel is basically not focusing on you. It is focusing on that soul which is in bondage that God wants to release. God wants to set his children free from sin. God wants to deliver his children and he wants to use you, but the devil is using fear to, to, to cause you not to, to be, to be uh, among those that are going to win for men, men and women for Christ and expand his kingdom. Friends, these kind of fears are not part of the character of our true Christians. God has not given us the spirit of fear, as Paul tells us in 2 Timothy, but he has given us that spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. As a Christian, God has given you power and authority. He has given you everything that you need to win souls for Christ. And so if you love the Lord, if friends, we love God with all our hearts, our souls and minds and strength, as we are commanded to, we must learn to conquer fear because we know fear is a killer. Think about the people that compromise their faith. I've said this over and over. There are some compromise their faith because of fear of peer pressures and, and the, all these reasons I have given. But I want to tell you, friends, once you are in Christ and you are able to pray, you ask God Take away this fear because it's not from you. Friends, fear is from the devil. He's, it is from the devil and nothing else from the devil alone. Praise the Lord. Let's look at what happened. What happened in, in John. John chapter, if you read with me very quickly, John chapter 12. I'll read there very quickly. Verse 42, what does it tell us? Verse 42 says, Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Do you see, friends? These guys believed. They believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, but what hindered them? They feared the Pharisees. They feared to lose their, their glory. They feared to lose their position. They feared to lose their prestige. They feared, they feared man instead of fearing God. And, and this is not even far from today. It's not at all. People have feared for their position. People have denied Christ. People have failed to witness. The other time we were in the midweek service and um, we, we had people come for testimonies. And at the end of the service, uh, uh, a young girl, two of them came to me and said, Reverend, we have a testimony. Unfortunately, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's late. 
we can't share it. But uh, please, I feared, we, I feared to come out. Also, the other one was saying that we feared to come out. I told them, the day you will fully give your lives to Christ and surrender totally, you realize that there's nothing to fear. It is the boldness that it, it is loving Christ with all our hearts, our mind, our souls, and strength that give us give us the, the, the boldness to stand firm. I prayed for them and trust that. I want to believe that with time, they will come boldly and give their testimonies. Praise the Lord. Friends, we should ask God the courage that, that Paul talks about in first. I beg your pardon, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where, where Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Praise the Lord. Our power, our strength, what we are able to do, it is because of that power in the gospel, that power of salvation that is in, that will enable us to witness and be able to win many souls for Christ. So we should not fear, friends. We should not fear to witness because our God who has proven himself faithful throughout the years, he's always with us. He's always with us. He can never abandon us. He can never leave us. He can never forsake us. He is with us. He promised that I will surely be with you to the very end of the age. He knows what he has called us for. He knows what we are into. He knows what is coming tomorrow. He knows what you have no idea about. And, and all he desires is for us to trust him, for us to look up to him, for us to ask him so that he can give us the boldness that comes by the power of the Holy Spirit and be able to go out and witness for him. Praise the Lord. Jesus knows and he, he, he cautioned his disciples, which still speaks to us today, that in this world there are so many troubles. But friends, take heart, take heart. Jesus overcame and because he overcame, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors, friends. As I have shared with you already, as we are preparing to go for this uh, mission, on Friday, a day before we, we left that morning, I woke up sick, very sick. Another brother was very sick and the three other people were not able to make it. And now you're thinking you have made your calculations properly. You don't want to make any loss. You have already paid the driver for the 14 people in a taxi. And here issues begin to come. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, God gave me confidence. I told my husband, even if I'm to go on the trip, I must go for this mission. As we were on the road with my husband, we met the traffic officer. He gave us a chivalua. And I'm thinking, God, how can this man give us a ticket? We had just had two minutes on the road and he, go, he accuses us of not having seat belts. Unfortunately, the same time in different places, my sister receives a ticket. Unfortunately, as the driver, as, as the, the traffic man pulls out a ticket to give her, he gives her a ticket reading a different car number plate. And she said, excuse me, how do you tell me this is my car? And yet this is, I mean, 
I'm over speeding when I'm using, I mean, you've give, given me a different car. I, look, my sister was driving mommy home. She was moving ahead of us. And you, 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 you could just see the schemes of the enemy. When we reached home, we had accidents. But let me tell you, God clearly told me that this is Jezebel pursuing Elijah. And we stood firm and I said, no matter what happens, we have to see God's work accomplished. And let me tell you, the seed was planted. When we have we had left, we got to hear of the of the testimonies and people are sending testimonies and they're telling us stories. I got to learn about this witch who is in our neighborhood that he he when the, the missionaries got to his home. They, she, she, they shared with his wife and the wife said, uh, he, she's, the wife started crying and told them, I would love to give my life to Jesus Christ, but I can't get saved. They asked her why, that my husband, they called the husband, the husband said, ah, I'm coming, I'm coming. He was running, he was on the run. And later on, we are told that he accused the wife telling him, I told you why you tolerate these people who are praying into my home. Do you know what, how much it has cost me to have these things? Now, which things? The, 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 witch, the, witch, the things he, use, he uses for witchcraft and sorcery. Friends, hearing that, I automatically knew that we, had con we were contending with the forces of evil, but we are more than conquerors. It does not matter, friends, who is rising against you. There is no one who is above God. God is above all powers. God is above those people that you're fearing to, to preach the gospel. He's above all authority. He's the king of kings. He's sovereign. He's in control. So the Lord's sovereignty is able to reign in your life as you witness for him. And remember, he is your strength. He's your strength, as Habakkuk tells us in 3.19, that the sovereign Lord is my strength. He is your strength. Do not fear. So we should go and boldly witness for Jesus Christ because he is with us. And remember that a witness does not live his own life. You have been crucified. You no longer live. You are living the life for Christ. And Jesus himself is to be seen. So do not worry, do not care what you'll eat, what you'll, you'll put on, all God has in his hands. All you, we need to do is to focus on what he wants to, us to do and be able to go out there and witness for him. Thank you, friends, for listening. I pray that the Lord will fill you with the Holy Spirit and give you boldness to witness for him so that the nation, the world is transformed. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. God bless Amen. you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Florence. That clap is for you. And surely, surely, Reverend Florence, this topic was yours without mercy. Let us receive this word. Our God and our Father, thank you for your servant, Reverend Florence. Thank you for giving her the courage to do that mission. I am a witness how she had kept planning for that mission. I ask, O oh Lord, that you, who is our God, arise, O oh Lord, arise in your mercy. Arise above every situation that we are in. Lord, we pray now that you, who has helped her to, to speak to us, refill her, refill her, refill her body, 
encourage her and also provide for her. Thank you for her children, the prophets, and also her husband, her sister, and all the missionaries who went to, to, to Bunyoro. May your God be praised. In Jesus' name, I pray. Friends, our time is up, and um, I just want to summarize that there is one big thing that um, Auntie Reverend Florence said is for you to, to be a witness. There's a price to pay. So if you don't think there's a price to pay, please, don't, then don't witness. But we are forced, and we are, it is a command for us to go and witness. So there is no way you are not going to witness, according to Revelation. So witness, witness, inferiority. Don't think you are inferior. Don't think you cannot. You know, those are things all of us have gone through. For me, sometimes I say, ah, me, I'm not the preacher. Me, let me be in the backup. But the Lord says, go and witness. But the biggest thing Reverend Florence has talked to us is about fear. Eh, fear has really a very big set back on witnessing, on mission. Everybody fears. And uh, of late, we have had issues in even at the cathedral where people have threatened the clergy, threatened the provost. You will leave all saints, all saints, they don't do things like that. Hey, you see the, the, the issues of Utitina better. Those days you used to ride a bicycle. These days we don't ride a bicycle, we come in cars. And the, the, and the when we are walking, we are walking. But you see, we also must change that. We know that there is a change of witnessing. A change of, if we have been singing the, the hymnals in the, the dull way, they, they used to sing it. So fear, let's conquer fear and witness with the, the love of Christ to people. Elders, the Pharisees. The Pharisees are everywhere. Even in your family, there are people who say, hmm, this Buire here who we carried yesterday, is coming to tell us about Christ. Sure, we carried this one yesterday. He cannot preach to us. And that's the problem we have with families. I am talking also about myself, just like Reverend Florence was saying, for her, she looks for the missionaries everywhere. All of us look for missionaries to our father's houses, to our clans. Please, you look for the missionaries, but ask God for infilling of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit helps us. Let us pray. Our God and our Father, thank you for the price of being a witness. I pray for every one of these child, children of yours that they will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Eh, give them the strength to witness, the courage, and fill them with your Holy Spirit. Help us to be witnesses in everything, in our walk, and in our talk. May your Lord be glorified. In the precious name of Jesus, I have prayed.